Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Sandspence Radio. Our mailbag's as full as Devon Smith is of tackles. That was a stretch, but I just fucking love him. Welcome to How Good's Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Dusha. I'm Tom. And uh, Dusha. Yeah. How many emails we got? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Much like Essendon have been firing, so about fans with their emails. Just send. We got a shit ton. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever typed like they were playing the drums before. That was how the fuck do you send things like that? Clearly, <laughs> is that why there's just lots of typos with Dusha and it always like follows a rhythm? It's always like, "Hey Siri, send the How Goods Footy chat a qu- uh, this How Goods Footy." Did she reply? Yes. <laughs> Siri, you don't understand what how good footy is. Siri hasn't listened to the show enough. Clearly. But you know who has listened to the show? All these people. Replaces. Fuck, you just ruined the best segue I'm ever going to have. I'm leaving that in, in editing. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know who has listened to the show, Tom? <coughs> For fuck's sake. I'm fucking turning your mic off. You know who has listened to the show, Tom? The people that emailed us in. And now your mic's back on, so feel free to keep talking. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've learned my lesson. All right, so I'm just going to go in chronological order. So these might jump around a bit because these is two weeks worth of emails. Are they going to jump around? Jump around. Jump around. Jump up and jump up. <laughs> Turn him off down. again. Yeah, you're, just, you're out of this episode for a bit. Two strikes, you're done. Bring back the sub rule. <laughs> <laughs> I will not put that red vest on. All right. So, uh, first email is from Joshua. Uh, the subject is petrol invoice. Hey, footy professors, big congratulations to Sean and the Mighty Lions for besting my recently precious Hawks. You punished a team that didn't want it, and the Lions look so exciting. Thank you. They do. They did. So, that was two weeks ago. But yeah. still, still look exciting. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I wanted to ask how much you're willing to pay for my petrol since I've started driving an hour both ways to play AFL in England for the mighty Portsmouth Pirates. That's fucking awesome. Oh, that's it's rad. not cheap, so how much are you going to cough up? Thanks for getting me back into sport, and may you enjoy Rose for the rest of your days, and I'll see you in the AFL. Thanks, Josh. Portsmouth Pirates is a great team name. Uh, Josh. Josh. Sorry. Josh. Tom, I'm going to jump in quickly. Yeah, no, go for it, mate. Josh, can you like tweet us or email us um, a picture of what the 
the jersey looks the like. The jersey looks like, because that's cool. Good yeah, yeah. and um, while you're doing that, have a think. Because if you want to go somewhere... So you're not spending as much money getting there. You could be a TC and join a closer club, but you wouldn't oh, do that, would you? No, you wouldn't no. do that. Don't leave the Pirates. Don't leave the Pirates, mate. No. Sure wait, let us know where you play too. Are you midfield? Are you on the wing? Are you in the back pocket? I played full forward as a boy. I played full back. Oh. We would have been opposed to one another. We would have. You would have walked around like a velociraptor and I would have not taken any marks or kicked any goals. So we would have been great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best part about this podcast. You don't actually need to be good at football. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> you don't need to be good at football to have an opinion on football. That's true. That is the one thing that football is. All right. Uh, we got an email from Good Enough, who, if my memory serves me right, his name is Ryden, uh, who's emailed us in before, friend of the show. Yeah. Money Rido. Hey, boys. Still loving the show. But anyway, recently I was traveling to Europe, and while I was in the UK, my granddad took me and my dad to London. During that time, I saw a soccer ad and started trying to convince my granddad that AFL was better. Oh. I didn't succeed, but I did succeed at convincing him that you guys are worth <coughs> Fucking hell. This took me by such a surprise almost killed me. But I did succeed in convincing him that you guys were the coaches of your respective teams. Oh, yes! <laughs> and that Liz- Lindsay Thomas is a dog. Oh, that's great. Fuck yeah. Uh, Ryden also includes a guide to how to punish... Jeremy Cameron properly. Oh, yeah. Uh, cut off his arms and set him on fire. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, approved. Well, he won't have those elbows anymore. Ooh. He will cause more damage, though, running into packs while on fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got an email from Stephanie. Hi, boys. I'm a big Sandspans fan. I love your other shows, Plumbing the Death Stuff. That's garbage. Don't, don't listen to that. Shut also, up a second. What, what do you mean other shows? We're not on that one. <laughs> Shut up a second. It's just good business. Rest in peace. Movie maintenance. Also rest in peace. And <laughs> uh, the dinosaur saga. Also rest in peace. <laughs> Fuck. I'm glad that this show is still going strong. There's a trend there and it makes me nervous. <laughs> well, probably the Death Star and Shut up a second are fine. They're in the clear for ages. We're not so in those we. shows, Dusha. <laughs> I am. Oh, we knew it was always just about you. I began listening to How Good's Footy at about round 14. As an American, I knew nothing about AFL. I just love listening to you boys. I just love listening to you boys. Oh, that's nice. I thought that was going somewhere, but that was just a nice compliment. Now I'm obsessed. I just watched my first streaming of a live game, the St. Kilda Richmond game. Played at 5 a.m. Friday morning, U.S. Eastern time. Oh, I don't have a team. I'm good with pulling for Geelong, Brisbane, and Essen, just so I can hear the joy in my boys' voices. Richmond too, because I love Jackson's dad. I figure I'll naturally <laughs> begin to favor a team as I continue to follow. And also, I was right on my first tip. I tipped Richmond to win by 50. Forgive me if my terminology isn't quite right. I'm learning and loving it. Love you guys. Stephanie in South Carolina, USA. Good on that, you. That's awesome. Go, Stephanie. And she's getting behind the boys. And love it. she's organically going to find a team for herself. That I love too. I like that a lot. Hopefully she's still watching football and she's looking for the most exciting team to follow at the moment because I'd love to have another Essendon supporter on board. I mean, if she wants that, sure. But if she wants consecutive bags of seven. Yeah, we're July- talking about exciting. We're talking about the most exciting forward in the AFL, Eric Hipwood. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, you guys have probably played, and as Chris Fagan has said, you, we're in you're the in the entertainment, entertainment business. business. Fuck it, entertainment is booming. <laughs> <laughs> business is booming. <laughs> That's not how that quote goes at all. <laughs> this is a late night recording. Oh. It's, uh, well, it's past. It's past our bedtime. <laughs> like it's like it's a late night. It's like quarter past nine. <laughs> all right, uh, I've got an email from Cameron Morgan here, who's emailed us before. Mm. Uh, he's a Frio supporter, and this was from not the weekend that just passed, but the one before, but. Sadly, is still very accurate for old Cameron. <laughs> Fuck, footy's pretty shit. <laughs> Why can't Fremantle be good at football? I love this football team with all my heart, and it's so fucking frustrating to watch them week in, week out, because they're just shit. 
And you know whose fault that is? <clears throat> it's Ross Lyons! <laughs> Can this garlic bread loving sex best of a man, allegedly, please go back to St. Kilda? Because frankly, I've had enough of him. He's had his chance and he's blowing! <laughs> Can we also make Captain McCarthy have a two-hour chat with fucking anyone? <laughs> because he's just not good enough. Fuck! Boys, what do Fremantle need to do? Where do we go next? <laughs> Who do we replace Ro- Ross with? Fuck, I'm too fuming to keep typing. I'm going to go make some toast. Cheers, boys. Cam. I mean, Cam McCarthy... The problem is there's just no... He's got no help, McCarthy. Mm. He'll get there. Like, he's got Will all he? the... I think he will. Mm. I mean... With a new coach. They just need... Yeah, the game plan's not working. Ross the boss. <laughs> Ross the flog. Ross the garlic boy. Ross the floss. Get that garlic out of your teeth, you cunt. Oh, <laughs> Ross the floss. That's good. Now, Freo are in a... They're in the... Um, they're in what would you'd refer to as rock and roll band um, die straights. They're in... Oh, oh, shit. I don't know. Because like, the problem is like, their list's okay. There's nothing you don't look at that list and go, oh, they're fucked because they've got some genuine superstars. Uh, no, but they do. Genuine uh, superstars do. who are on their way out. Fife's not on his way out. Uh, Walters yeah. ain't on his way out. <laughs> no, I'll give you that one. Brad Hill, Harley uh, Bennell, if he can get on the fucking. Well, you can't even count Bennell. He's just. Uh, he might be playing this weekend. Is the he's is just, the word on the he's street? He's just at this point just sort of a bonus. If he works, great. Do you know? Do you know? What I think they need to do. Um, is they need to recruit Colin Sylvia back into the club. Oh, shit. Get him back out there. Nah, they're, they're nah. a basket case. And give Ross Lyon the chair. Yeah. Anyway, Ooh. next email. Whoa. <laughs> like no. a wrestling-style chair? Actually, that'd be really funny if at halftime he's out there like, you know, Ross the boss, and like the rock just comes and hits him in a chair and becomes the coach of Fremantle. No, Tom. No, I was the electric about, chair. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about the same chair we gave Jeremy Cameron. The electric chair. Except get rid of him. Are we going to cut his arms off and set him on fire as well? <laughs> yeah, he might as well. To worry that he's got so much garlic in his bloodstream that like it absorbs the electricity, uh, and I'd he'll live to fight another day. What he becomes like a super <laughs> super powered mutant boy. <laughs> he just smells like garlic and just gives everyone. Well, more that's the thing about shocks. garlic bread. It tastes much better toasted. So I'd be scared that it would actually <laughs> power him up. Well, that's why they keep losing because he's not going to. He loves his garlic bread so much, and he can only eat toast when his team loses. It's true. Fuck him. And yeah, I'm sorry. They kicked 3 8, I think, to halfway through the third quarter. Sorry, Cam. That is putrid. That's Cameron, this week. It's not last I've been week. there, that's though. I've week. been. You've been stuck in the toast round before, but the thing is, your coach isn't a big flog, and your team is on the up. Yep. Which Finally. But we've had the dark yeah. years, you know? The toast realm is a dark and cold place. Crunchy. A crunchy place. Because the toast is dark and full of terrors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next email. Oh. You're looking at me, Joel Dusha. Yeah, it's because uh, a uh, friend of the show, friend of the show maybe, but also maybe enemy of the show, Yoav. <laughs> How good's footy's antagonist? <laughs> he loves it. Hey, every good hero needs a good villain. All right. Yoav's email titled, Fucking Hal Connor. <laughs> Look out, Sean, you might be in for it here. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. That was disgusting from Cutler and McStay. It was a lucky <laughs> win with Murphy and Dude out. There was a lot of terrible calls against the Crows. Brisbane did play well, though. Well, he got, he got that. He came back. He's, and uh, he's, he's good on you, mate. He's giving you a backhand, and then he's he's punched you to the ground, and he's picked you back up again and go, you're all right, son. He's Loves- a better man than Tex Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Love seeing Smithers rocking it out in the SANFL. Who is to that? be Brody Smith, yeah? Come back from his ACL. Oh, okay, yeah. That's good. That look, I good for footy, that. Yeah. Can't wait for him to be back after 
out for after being out for so long. Mm. Next week will be my first ever home game, and I can't wait. I wish my older brother would be here with me, but we always don't get we don't always get what we want. Oh, it's mm. sad. P.S. Dusha, will I see you at the Essendon Hawks game? If so, I could give you an Essendon beanie, or maybe I'll keep it to myself because I am not a TC who goes against his friends slash cousins. <laughs> Do you know what? I, I I'm also glad that I got I've I, he I'm where okay, man, you have. It's because arrogance knows arrogance. Yeah, it does. Yeah, we bond with our mutual arrogance that our teams are just a little bit better than both of yours. Mm. Oh fuck you and your wing can go fuck yourself, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> now look, I don't think that um at all. Thanks for your email, uh, Yav, and yeah, we hyped you up, and then you were nice. So mm. now, like a good villain, you've embarrassed us. So come hard at us again. <laughs> All right. Uh, <clears throat> oh, actually, here's a sad, <clears throat> sad email. Uh, this one's from Callum. Hey, boys. Unfortunately, this past Thursday, we mourned the loss of my granddad. Uh, he was an Essendon fan his entire 95 years on this earth. So much so that he requested that as we took him from the funeral to the hearse, that the Bombers theme be played. On Saturday, we won and the song played again. And a flood of great memories came back. That's how bloody good footy is from yes. Callum. That's beautiful. That is how bloody good footy is. Yeah, actually, um, my grandfather, the one I think I've mentioned about on the show, who was the uh, South Melbourne Life member, yeah, the Sydney theme, or the South Melbourne theme played at his funeral as well. It's weird hearing, like, it's nice, but it's also strange hearing, like, a club song play at such a sad event. We had Tommy Hafey's funeral at my work, and they played the Richmond theme song. Mm. And that was weird, because, like, it's a somber time, and- they did like a lap of honor and stuff, but and, and of course, the Richmond theme song is an up and about song. Yeah, the only song that would work for a sad occasion mm. is Frio's because it's dreary as batshit. So, mm. uh, and it, this is a good thing about footy though; it's intergenerational. Like yeah. you can bond with grandparents, great grandparents, grandkids, aunts, uncles, like, and you get it. You fundamentally get it. It's good. Yeah, it is good. Footy is good. That's beautiful. Well, we don't know yet. We've, we've got to do a few more episodes. I think. Thanks for that email, though. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, that was nice. Yeah. Here's a surprising email. This email is from Zach. Footy's great. Hi, all. I'll get the pleasantries out of the way. Love the show. Long time listener. All that jazz. I'm actually good mates with Tom's brother. It's been refreshing listening to the show and finding out that there was a better read. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. A couple of weeks ago, Jacob, Tom's brother, and I were talking footy. Favorite pastime. And we're talking about how our respective team ends for the weekend. Being a Geelong fan, I was naturally excited for the likes of Guthrie and Menzel to come back in. I was beyond shocked when Jacob informed me how he was excited for Portson. The ultimate TC, Lindsay Thomas. Oh, oh. I'm going to have to have a word with him. <laughs> two Zach? hour chat times 100. Oh, it's going to be a two year chat. <laughs> Shit. It's going to lock him in the basement again. Zach says, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Zach says, I understand Thomas was forced out of North, but I'm bestowing the title of honorary TC on him. Obviously, all respect for Jacob was lost at this point. Uh, even though he explained how good he's been in the SANFL, I'm still not having it. How could he even bring himself to say this to me, a Geelong fan, after Lindsay Grob Thomas lined up Selwood <laughs> and the perfect example of TC behavior is beyond me? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I actually calmed down about this, but after I this email, it's made me really angry again. <laughs> and I'm really happy that Jacob's having toast for dinner tonight off <laughs> the Giants. Oh, Good savage. Email. Can I say, I don't think I've ever met this Zach. Mm. You're a champion. Mm. Get him around for the next family dinner, I reckon. Yeah, get him around for the next family roast. Calling <laughs> Lizzie Thomas an honorary TC is pretty good too. Like, he, yeah. he got forced out of North, but I'd force him out of my fucking team, too, if he was acting like that. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, he's a TC against the spirit of the game. So, 
you know, the ultimate TC. If the title fits. Well, he does play under Ken Hinckley, so. <laughs> this uh, actually isn't the reason I'm emailing in, though. What would you say to me if I told you that over the last 15 years, a certain team in the comp had roughly 100, oh, 1,500 more free kicks than another team? You'd say, don't be crazy. The free kicks always even out over the season. Wrong. I recently stumbled across a table, which I've attached, that shows a free kick differentials for all sides of the last 15 years. Can I guess the team? And it is bewildering. Uh, yeah, guess. Uh, it's West Coast. It is West Coast. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it's one of the West Australians. Yeah. Well, West Coast, because they had a couple of duckers on their list. Uh, and they get a lot of frees over there. I won't go into every detail, but I've mentioned a few things. West Coast have had nearly 450 more free kicks than anyone else over this period. That's right. 450 more than anyone. Their total differential is plus 919. Jeez. The next best is North on 472. North. Fuck. But wow. that, that discrepancy is huge. <clears throat> Who's the worst? Sydney. Uh, this confounded me even more when you realize that they've had almost 1,500 more than Sydney. We have the worst differential of negative 516. Jesus. Jesus. Hashtag Freaky Cawthorn have surprisingly the second worst differential at negative 348. You can't make up these stats. Next time you're saying the umpires hate your team, maybe you can reference this table and see that you have the stats to prove it. Love the show. Keep up the good work, fellas. Cheers, Zach. P.S. Had a fucking roast for dinner this week, didn't we? <laughs> we did, Zach. Good on you. Fuck. Um, yeah, that's a great... Table. That is fascinating. I'd love but, to see where Geelong sit. Are we positive or uh, negative? Geelong is... We'd be positive, I reckon. Positive, but not by much. Not Brisbane like- would be negative. Brisbane is negative? Yeah. Brisbane's negative 207, which puts them fourth last. Like on yeah. Oh, wow. So, like, 15th. And yeah. Geelong is the lowest differential that's in the positive, which is 14. I'd personally be more interested in, a, in that table if it was, like... If the sample was over the last four years rather than 15. So this has all of the plus minuses from 2003 to 2018 broken down. So Ooh, we could work that out. Good table. Um, probably could, That probably requires more math than we're capable yeah, of. Yeah, especially time, on the fly. And my calculator is on my phone, which is the same way I'm reading this email. So I yeah. cannot do two things at once. And I don't want to do any calculating. Thank you for your email, Zach. That was a lot of twists and turns in that. I'll tell you what, Jacob's getting a stern talk. He's never actually, like he said... I think he was talking about Lindsay Thomas being back is helpful for them, but it wasn't like he was talking about how great it is to have Lindsay in the team. I might have to have a word to the uh, younger Reed. Yeah. And, um, he's just going to have to sleep in the kennel again. Yeah. Just, pff, just uh, can you pass on a message from me to Yeah, him. sure, sure. Uh, hey, Jacob. Yeah. Pull your fucking head in, mate. So, yeah, just... uh. Yeah. Exactly that? Yeah, yeah. Probably also let Terrence know before you tell Jacob that oh. what's coming. Yeah. And let, let him know. I know, like... Telling your dad is a bit of a snitchy thing to do. No. No, no, no. Tell him. I will. Dad needs to know. I'll take yeah. those stitches. For Tell him that Jacob also TC'd against his hometown. Oh, well, we knew that. Yeah, yeah. it's no good. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny if Terrence was like, oh, gee, really? <laughs> like, he didn't know. He didn't realize. He's just it. holding, like, dinner plates and bonnets <laughs> Tom wants his Jacob. He just pff, throws Jacobs in the bin. Something burst for one boy in my house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't get any last week. So. If Geelong play Port and you win. Do you all have roast and Jacob gets a plate of toast? It's um, it's interesting. So we went to a game, obviously, this year. Yeah. And, like, I was up and about, but I could just tell that, like, my mum was pumped. Yeah. It was just <laughs> just keeping it in a bit. And Dad played it very low-key. Yeah. Because Jacob was hurting. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get to go to a lot of port games. So the ones that he go, like, he... He had some stat where for four years he's been to a port game in Melbourne and they've won two. Yep. Yeah. Because um, they often get beaten here. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, he he 
you've got to be quiet. We are. I'm trying to think what we ate. This um, is when you went over there. Yeah, yeah. So you would have gone out. Well, no, we we went. We had dinner at the ground. Okay. And yeah. then the next night we actually had like a barbie at our place. I think oh, I can't even remember. Mm. It's a very long time ago. It was around five. <laughs> it's a long fucking year. Yeah. It's a <clears> long. <throat> it's a long story too. <laughs> it was a fart. It's not even that interesting. Yeah. So we should probably move on. <laughs> <laughs> You've given us half of an uninteresting story, and yep. now we're moving on. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So there's no satisfaction because no. there's no ending. No. Fuck. Mad. That's exactly what people tune into podcasts for. Zero satisfaction. Yes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Next email, no subject, uh, from Michael Edwards. Dear professors of footy, I have something I would like explained, but first I'd like to tell you, thank you for a great podcast. Listening to you fellas' enthusiasm for the great sport is a delight. I'm a diehard American football fan, and I've tried a number of times to get into other sports, but they just like the combo of strategy and sheer brutality that I crave. <laughs> Footy, <laughs> however, seems to have really piqued my interest. <laughs> Definitely checks the brutality box. <laughs> and what it does have more than any other sport I've watched is passion, and heaps of it. I love how much fun the players look like they're having. It's refreshing to see. However, one thing I don't get from sports like this, footy... Uh, basketball, hockey, soccer, etc., is a strategy. I've had people tell me that there is plenty of strategy in given different plays, but I've never been given a decent example or explanation. Maybe it's just me. Could you enlighten me? Perhaps a good example of your favorite strategic moments from footy. Um, yes. There's often strategy where if a good player might get tagged, they'll start them on the bench at the start of the game. For mine, though, one of the best strategies I saw unfurl was last year where they played... Paddy Dangerfield at full forward against the Swans and he kicked six goals. And they hadn't done that before. Against the Hawks? And that, well, the, the Hawks when he was injured mm. and then he went back to playing in the midfield. And then the Swans, he started at full forward and he mm. played as a full forward and he was too much for Rampy to hold and we got out to a, a game high lead. And it's that the, the, those kind of little tactics, the little positional moves where, you know, they swing this guy forward or this guy Tui back. forward. Tui forward in the game against Melbourne where it was, you know, the coach said, put him forward, he kicked the goal. So there's... There's a bit. Of, there's not. There's not sort of set plays in like terms American of football. American football. But then, then again, you have examples where there are set plays, like the Ryder Robbie Gray oh. goal last year. That yep. is a beautiful set play. Yeah. In football, there's a lot of examples of AFL teams just having a base strategy for the way each team plays. Like Essendon of recent have kind of gone out wide because they've got a really quick midfield, so they'll just like bury anyone that yep. tries to chase them, basically, and then like kick it into the forward. Well, you see, you see trends too. So you look at like the West Coast Sydney rivalry of the early two thousands was lockdown footy, and then Geelong uh, came along with a corridor game where they just handballed through the middle. Yeah, won a grand final with that. Then then Clarkson's clusters came along, which was like roaming packs of Hawks players. Malthouse played the boundary. Yeah, never went through the middle. Often just would go wide around the boundary, pick his way around that way. Or I hate for just for the record, I hate that strategy. One of a flag. Yeah. Still hate it. I love you direct. It it, actually, no, it didn't hurt you. you no, it didn't hurt us. I love well, no, direct through the middle. It's the the other great, you know, we talk about port and whatever, but they had that 
resurgence where they played that slingshot football, mm. where they just let the ball they 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 let the ball get off half back, and then as soon as they got the ball off half back, every player would just take off and just get out the back. Like, yeah. So there, there is strategy in there. There's not set plays in the same way as football. But even uh, like NF- um, NFL. Do you guys remember back to earlier in the year when Brisbane beat Hawthorne at the Gabba? Yeah. And in that first 10 minutes, Hawthorne were on top and they were using the boundary line. And then Fagan, I think, in the coach's box picked up on it and Brisbane just shut that down and the Hawks couldn't use that whole side of the ground anymore. And then it's, Brisbane just smashed them. It's so satisfying, especially when it's a team you barrack for, but- your coach notices what the strategy of the other team is and just shuts it down, but then they keep trying to do it, and you're just like, oh, not happening anymore yeah. today, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Geelong, you'll notice if Geelong start getting on top, they'll just set up this wall at the back where teams, once it's, it's not like the pressure of Richmond where it's high tackling, it's just no space. And they do it a lot at Geelong. What they'll do is they'll force teams uh, to the right hand side of the river, and so they'll force them down one side. Yeah. Because if they go, that side's quite. A weird spot because the wind's weird down there. Yeah. So when they're kicking in, they'll just push the entire team over there. So they'll kick it in, and nine times out of ten, will go out on the full. Yeah. Sneaky. Or even like I noticed with Geelong, um, when they start to get on top, the other team will panic and just bomb it in, and then that's when you guys just pick it off with, yep. with uncontested yep. marks in the back line. Um, strategies yeah. are good. Strategies. There. Oh, they're there. There's Terry there's Wallace. Them. To be honest, probably has the greatest strategy of all time in that that game against the Bombers, where he actually trained them like an NFL side for the week spray-painted a grid on the ground and said, you will stay in this grid. Mm-hmm. And it was the super flood where it was like, we'll absorb- we know that Essendon will come hard and fast early. We'll absorb the pressure. Bit of um, Muhammad Ali versus uh, George Foreman, just absorb all of the pressure. And then when they're exhausted, go berserk. Yep. I hate that game and I hate that strategy. Boring football. <laughs> Fuck you, Terry. Uh, next email is from <laughs> Natalie. Uh, ridiculous fans. Hi, guys. Just wondering your thoughts if a fan can be a TC. After showing me how good footy is as a Swan supporter, my boy has now recently moved to being a Tigers supporter. Now, to me, this is a dog act. You can't just jump to, from the team you barrack for to whomever is the top of the ladder. However, he claims that being from Campbelltown, he's really supporting Do his I home team. Do I try and say Campbelltown again? No. <laughs> he is supporting his home team. Dustin having played here for a little bit. I think this is ridiculous. Wondering your thoughts. Loving the pod. Keep it up. Can I jump in? Yep. Yeah, sure. Him, what was that comment that because Dustin Martin played there? Yeah, what's that guy's name? It doesn't say. Natalie is the person who emailed it, but we don't have Natalie's boyfriend. Shut up! That's just fucking. I hate that. You're a TC. He introduced her as a Sydney supporter and then jumped on Richmond when they won the flag. Piece of shit, Natalie. (laughs) Like to be honest, you should dump him. (laughs) (laughs) And just in case, like, because you said the boy. Just in case you're talking about your child. Dump him too. Yeah, just get rid get of him. Get a new one. <laughs> Put him in a wooden basket. Flight him down the river. M- Give him to Dustin Martin. If he loves him so much, why does he marry him? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you can absolutely- No, that's really bad. That's awful. Atrocious. I'll allow it next year, though, when Essendon win the flag and everyone wants to jump ship to us. Nah, I don't want him. When Brisbane win the flag next year, I don't want any of you. Actually, right. no. If you're new to the game, enjoy, embrace, and, yeah, embrace yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. Well, no, I don't, like, if, I don't if, want. If was, I don't want was, TC fans. I don't want no. people who you know. If he was kind of not interested, but had kind of gone for Sydney for a bit, and then thought I'll go for Richmond because of Dusty, that's different. But the fact that he got someone else on board the team he was barracking for, and then changed. What well, seems that yeah, Richmond became successful when he brought up this bullshit link with Dusty Martin, a loophole, and I'm, I'm not. I won't stand for it. Do you know what you should do, Natalie? If he tries to present. That argument to you again, 
Just don't argue. Bang. <laughs> just poor. Yeah, that's not a um yeah, fuck him. Garbage. Right. Put him in the bin. Yeah. Set the bin on fire. <laughs> Give him the chair. <laughs> All right, uh, we got an email from Davy. Uh, he's from Brazil, so I'm not trying to pronounce this, but it's D-A-V-I. Davy? The V. <laughs> D-Man. <laughs> the D-Dog. D-Unit. Initial D. The D-Train. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. I love the show, but first, before anything, a quick background on my sporting life. I've never watched... I've never liked to watch or follow any sports, but I've always played soccer basketball and practice kung fu and boxing for a while for a guy's not into sport that's four sports <laughs> i competed at two soccer into school events finished second in one of those and one of my basketball into school events and finished third all of my family loves soccer and support a team called geez this is you're throwing a lot of brazilian words at me go for it cruzilo oh come my. on let's pass it here C- i'm gonna try and say it really badly it's the one that starts with c is it capitalized yep Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Jesus. Cruzeiro? Cruzeiro. Cruzeiro. Oh, Cruzeiro. Cruzeiro. I'm so sorry that we fucked up your name and your club. Cruzeiro. I'm really sorry. We're from Australia and we have never really presented with words like this. Someone call us- Cruzeiro. Yeah. I mean, if that's wrong, I'm so sorry we're uncultured. This is an apology in advance. Yeah. Also, I'm sure that there's going to be more words in this email that I just cannot say. It's pretty good. Blue and white colors. Some time ago here in Brazil, they changed the rules so that the national championship got more competitive and now only only counted points one. That meant that a team could win even before the finals. And that was what happened three years in a row. Cruzeiro mathematically won the championship with some big, some rounds to go. In 2001, they won all three big championships. I don't really care, but my family cries on every game. <laughs> so when I saw this pod, I wasn't sure if it would cater to me, but I gave it a listen and loved it. I don't understand anything you guys say, <laughs> and I don't have the habit to watch TV, so I don't see the games. But it's so good to listen to your banter. It brightens my day, your energy, and love for the game. When I'm feeling down or blue, it's a blessed to listen to your passion for the game. It really helps. I would ask for a team, but I think I already have one. Maybe. I've listened to Dugo on for years, and Maddie talks a lot about the Saints. And I feel like I would support them. What do you guys think? Keep up the good work. Well... You don't watch any of the games, so definitely vary for the Saints. But if you start watching the games, maybe don't pick another the Saints, team. Yeah. If you if you look for another team and your team's blue and white and they've been reasonably successful, North Melbourne, no, fucking Geelong, mate. Ah, uh, North. North. Fuck you both. <laughs> no, I go with the Saints. That's good. I like that. Yeah, that's a beautiful email too. Thank you. Sorry again for butchering it. Thanks, D. All right, now we've got an email from Declan. I believe high. Love the podcast. Ahoy. It's 1.13 on the night that Dons have beaten the Swans, and I have so much energy right now. For context, when I was a kid, I was big into footy. I knew all the Essendon players in our jersey, and I membership at all of it. But then, two things came along, and footy disappeared from my life. Soccer, because of the 2006 World Cup, and video games. For over- on, soccer replaced footy. Yeah. He Declan. T- he Declan. TC'd sport. He TC'd against you, you the, the proper shaped ball. For over 10 years, footy faded into my memory, and I decided in 2007, I was 2017, I was going to get back into it again, and I didn't. But then, in 2018, Sam announced the podcast, and I knew this was the year, so I jumped right in the deep end with a cheap membership that gave me general admission to three home games. I went and saw the Hawthorne game earlier in the year with a friend, but after that, I wasn't so sure what to do with the other two, since all my friends are nerds who don't follow any sports. 
Then Essendon said I can bring a game, friend to the game for free, so I asked my mom, one of those disgusting people without a team who just wants to watch a good game of football. Seriously, to all the listeners out there with kids, don't do this to your kids. Pick a club and support them, and that way you can have camaraderie teasing with your kid. <laughs> I mean... But we were up in the nosebleeds, and my mom feels uncomfortable, so we go down to level one, and I run into a guy who I know who sneaks us into the ground level members reserve on the wing. Ooh, oh, cheeky. Bloody hell. Good bloke. What a bloody atmosphere. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. The cheering and the booing and the jokes and the excitement. And the moments where Essendon would kick an amazing goal and would all stand up and cheer and high five. It costs like 500 bucks to sit in that section, but next year I think I might pay it. What a great experience. Con the Bombers. That's that's exactly it. I don't know about that. What did you call it? Standing up? I don't know about that. But the rest of it sounds <laughs> fucking awesome. There's nothing better than ending up in an area that you're not necessarily supposed to for something like that. Yeah. Just like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, how much do they pay for this? Oh, that much. All fun. $500. So, well, I, what, I, what I imagine is he's, he's in the members area, so he'd be a member of the Bombers. So generally a footy membership is like 400 500 bucks. Also, Ooh. it could have just been an exaggeration. Hard to no, say. No, no, no. Declan, I'm taking you at face value. I'm taking you literally. Yeah. Tell your mum to lift. Next email from Harrison. Hey guys, love the podcast. I just want to point out something that annoys me, and it's when a team kicks it behind and then the opposition cheer squad starts cheering, clapping, and yelling like their own team has kicked a goal. I just don't see the point of it, and it's probably my pet hate. I notice that they don't just do it in crucial moments, but in all times of the game. This is probably why I'll never sit in my team's St. Kilda's cheer squad. And the people who are a part of the cheer squad are lonely people who won't have any mates to go with <laughs> and have a beer with before the game. <laughs> I've never shared my thoughts on this with anyone, but I wanted to hear your thoughts. Cheers, Harrison. Harrison? All right, Harrison, I want to talk to you about something. So my dad and I have a bit of a gripe with the Geelong cheer squad, and this feels really good to get off my chest. Oh. So the thing that infuriates us is my dad and I, so I don't stand, but if I'm with my dad at the footy, we'll start a chant. Oh. Yeah, and we usually get people on board. Like, What's we, the chant? Just a Geelong chant. Like, Geelong. That What's kind the of deal? Thing. Cheer squad don't like that? No, no. The cheer squad do that. Problem is, you want it after a goal, immediately after a goal, because the crowd's cheering it up, and they do this whole like "hand or one four twenty and a four with this full like rhyme. And by the time they get to the G long, half of stand are already doing it because you know me and my old man have started, or like someone else has started. They just take too long to get to the bit that everyone knows. That's garbage. Yes, everybody knows that like, when Brisbane kick a goal, you got to go lion straight away. Yeah, you straight don't away. fucking do a riddle. Nah, yeah. <laughs> you you fuckheads at Geelong. <laughs> How, a lot of them are old, aren't they? Well, but it, see, all cheer squads because are at least a you bit... can sort of go, they'll be they'll be dead soon. Well, the thing about cheer squads is they're always a little bit, you know, you don't want to be in the cheer squad. But the booing after, like, it depends on what kind of jeering you're doing. Like, if it's from a dubious free kick, mm. a bit of a oh hey, yeah. and then someone will go, that's all it deserved. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favourites. Yeah, <laughs> I lead that chorus. Um, <laughs> you, you no, I'll I'll, I'll I'll fucking cheer if the other team miss. Fuck him. Absolutely. Yeah. Every man for himself. <laughs> it depends on the context, though. Like, if it's just a miss. No, every fuck. No, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Like, if it's just like, oh, yeah, you missed a set shot, that's a pretty tricky one. But if it's like a. So, for example, I do notice as a Geelong supporter, a lot of people get stuck in a paddy when he misses because they're like, oh, it's Dangerfield. He's missed. I'm like, yeah, how many brown line medals around your neck, mate? Yeah, but like, there's even things like, um, you know, I think you can't dispute it if the other team get a bad free kick. And then they have a shot and they miss. And then, you, of course, you cheer because oh, it's absolutely. justice. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You don't necessarily cheer. You just go, hey, well done, mate. Yay. Yeah. It's that Bronx cheer. Yeah. The one thing I hate is when 
people do that to their own players. So like someone might have taken a mark all game and then they'll take a mark. Yeah. And people are like, oh, yeah, finals took a mark. It's mm. like, shut up. That's your team. That's a person on your team. Yeah. Don't do a Sean and turn on them. I don't turn on them. Oh, I've, we've been in here and you have. I've never turned on a Brisbane player except for Ryan Lester. <laughs> and, many, Beams. and Dane Beams. And many times. others. And Daniel Rich. You went after Dane Beams after he had 24 touches in a half. Yep. Sometimes you need to be a little bit better. Tough no, look, love. Yeah, tough love. I yeah. love him. All right. Tough. That's that's the phrase. Tough love. It's not tough hate. It's tough love. It's, I love him. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Fucking next email. Tough love. That's the phrase. Good Good on you, Sean. Yeah. Sean Carney, 2018. <laughs> that could be our next How Goods footy shirt. Mm. No, I want professors of footy. Hey, boys. This is a rather light-handed, light-hearted question, but it's something I'm curious about nonetheless. This is from Aaron, by the way. Is there a footy preconception that you had as a kid that you had to be corrected on? For example, I used to think that the Fremantle Dockers were a Victorian team until I was in my first footy tipping competition when I was about 10. This is mostly to them being, they're being the Melbourne Docklands and my child mind being like, Dockers equals Docklands. Up the Bombers kind of scrods, Aaron. Good on you. Uh, I used to think that if you barracked for Collingwood, you were automatically a toothless fuckhead who didn't have a job. <laughs> Like, that's a legitimate thing when I was a kid in high school. It was like, people who go for Collingwood are just fucking scum of the earth. And then you grow up and yeah. you, you see the world. You see that some Collingwood supporters are just unlucky. You see that <laughs> people in the Brisbane Lions cheer squad are pieces of shit as well. <laughs> and you see that it's, it's not, you know, we've yeah. all got shitty supporters. Yeah. 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 So my apologies to some of the Collingwood population. See, uh, one of the preconceptions that I had as a child is that James Hurt is a real good bloke. Oh. <laughs> And it hurts me. It's still... I loved him so much. And he's just... He almost destroyed the entire club. Yeah, I... um, Sort of similar. I grew up thinking Michael Voss was just the best bloke in the world. And um, I still do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I had any... I think I, trading yeah. used to baffle me. I never understood trading. I used to feel like... It took the, me ages to fucking figure out how draft picks work. My, my big thing for trading was my favourite player got traded to Melbourne and I was like... I felt like I'd been punished for something. And mum's like, no, he just, he didn't. Was it Clint? Didn't want him in it. Was it Clint? Yeah, Clint Bizzle. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking loved him. He kicked nine goals in a game once. Mm. Loved Clint Bizzle. Yeah. I don't know why. Good mark. Oh, good mark. About it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but actually, no, that reminds me. Out. Have you guys had like really weird favorite players? Yeah, like- Clint Bizzle. <laughs> yeah, I really, I don't know if you guys will even know this guy for Brisbane. Richard Hadley. Yeah. <laughs> He played in his third game. He played in a grand final and kicked a ripping goal. And me and my brother used to have like an argument about who was the future of Brisbane. And I went with Hadley, and Daniel went with Tim Nodding. And Tim Nodding played, you know, two hundred odd games and was a pretty good player. I think he played in two or three premierships. And Richard Hadley got traded to Carlton. So I think I think my favourites before I settled on Matthew Scarlett. I had Clint Bizzle, mm. um, Ronnie Burns for a few years. Yeah, Loved Ronnie I've Burns. I've got a real fucked one that I think you'll like as well. <laughs> okay. Oh, here we go. My favourite player in the early 2000s was Damien Cupido. <laughs> I don't like that because he left us, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, Although he left you... I think he, he got, left you in 2000... Uh, he played in the 2001 season. I think he was a fringe player, though. Yeah, well, he was no good for us. I don't know why. He played 40 games for us to kick 50 goals. Mm. <sighs> wow. He nah. played 16, for, according to this, played 16 for you, kick 13 goals. Yeah. So the, Number the- 13. A jet. Fuck, I love going through players that, like, because the other one was um, for Geelong was always, like, because, again, when I was still working out who to like, because I had Clint Bizzle when he got traded. Ronnie Burns, he got traded. 
So uh, there was a guy that I remember someone talking about being like, oh, he's lightning quick, David Spriggs. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he was quick. He was quick, yeah. He won the grand final sprint, I think, one year. Yep. Couldn't do much else, though, Spriggsy. Mm-hmm. Um, loved a fumble. <laughs> uh, and the eventually got traded to the Swans, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but he had, like, blonde hair. Mm. And then when he moved to the Swans, he went, like, goth black. And everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, I dodged a bullet there. Mm. But I, I like that, picking who you think is going to be the future. So... I decided a couple of years ago to get on like Cam Guthrie because I'm like, oh, he's going to be a jet. And I think I'm... I'm yeah, I'm no, fair there. enough. Yeah. Uh, I've stuck to not following fringe players after that, which is why I've settled on Mitch Brown being my favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> Next email. All right. Uh, Josie's emailed us again. Hey. And look, she's got another corker for us. Ripper. Hey, boys. So for some reason, Brennan Goddard was part of the Fox footy call team for the Saints game Sunday. One, what the fuck? Two, do you think he might have retirement on the brain? If so... Someone might want to steer him away from commentary because my gluten-free toast was more exciting. Oh, shit. Um, I can answer that one, Josie. Fox Footy that week had a um, footy player takeover. So, like, yep. playing players commentated. So, like, Phil Davis did some commentary. Harry Taylor did a bit of commentary. No, no, I get that, but I'm with her on this because why that game? Why was he commentating Essendon? It was the same. There was a Brisbane game. Sorry, was he commentating Essendon or St. No, Kilda? St. Kilda. Yeah, yeah, see, I don't like that. It was, well, they, probably they had picked, Sam they, Doherty commentating the Brisbane game. I don't want to listen to that fucking traitor. Well, they probably picked t- games where they wouldn't like it wouldn't affect them their commitments to the club. <sighs> I still don't like it. Phil Davis was Selwood. Joel Selwood does not have a future in commentary. No, but I think he's v- aware of that. Yeah, he was garbage. So apparently, Goddard was garbage. Doesn't surprise. Selwood me. was a boundary rider, I think. No, nah, he was in the box. But special comments. See, Hodgie, yeah. oh, great. Bartel, great. I yeah. think Phil Davis will have. Pretty good career in commentary afterwards because he was really honest. He's like, yeah, we don't understand that rule. All right. wonder if anyone else got booted off channels on Fox footy on the weekend and was forced to watch other games or if it was just punishment for being in Queensland. If I wanted to watch the Suns play Carlton, I'd chuff, I'd chuff on over to the zoo and watch monkeys fling shit at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Up the Saints, Josie. And this is where the email takes a very good turn. Yeah. <clears throat> P.S. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. P.S. is such P.S. a character. It's the it's like best. Emails. Ha, ha, ha. Pause. P.S. <laughs> Due to Geelong arrogance, my kids got into a physical fight while watching the Lions-Cats game and are currently <laughs> not speaking to each other. <laughs> oh, No sports husband is currently not speaking to me because this is why I hate sports. Oh. <laughs> I finally got the one thing I've always wanted. Silence. How good's footy? Fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> Josie, you're a belter. No sports husband. Cop it. Um, Lift, and to my, my arrogant little protege out there Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing well, I want to know who started the fight I think we, I think we It know. would have been the Geelong yeah. Africans <laughs> It would have been in that burst Where like Hawkins just went on a tear And she just would have been getting stuck in <laughs> Was it her daughter who's the rich Geelong I think sport? so, yeah. Yeah, yeah So you reckon Geelong's daughter got stuck in And Brisbane's son, I think I think they're both daughters uh, do- I, 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 Brisbane daughter cracked it and said, "Enough, yeah, enough with your arrogance." And Mitch Robinson, I reckon yeah. Brisbane daughter then stood up, yeah, and that's where things escalated. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't stand up at the footy. That's the moral of the story, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, uh, we got an email from Reese Dixon. Scholars, as a born and bred Victorian, Essendon supporter, and living on the Gold Coast, I'm fed up with the disgustingly poor excuse for a football club that the Gold Coast have put their name to. Yes, this email is coming from a place of absolute frustration due to the Saturday night results, but it has been brewing for weeks, if not years. Oh. Even though I do not follow the Suns, I believe the Gold Coast footy fans write to see competitive and thrilling football. 
not just to experience an embarrassing display for the, from the Suns week in, week out. There was once hope for the AFL to take over with the preferred football code on the Gold Coast. However, with the team we have and the pathetic games played at Metricon Stadium, there is little to no point trying to excite and entice the Gold Coasters over from the stain that is the NRL. <laughs> My wife and I became so fed up and disenchanted with Gold Coast Suns that we are traveling back to Melbourne this week just so that we can watch one competitive game of football this year, SNV Hawks. <laughs> Great choice. Very, Very good choice. Good choice. Fly talk, over. talk about like going from like watching like Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, and then be like, I'm going to watch Citizen Kane now. <laughs> you just had that movie ready to go. Oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> just work it into conversations. <laughs> now, gentlemen, the Gold Coast is hungry for a team that they can actually make them proud. A team that they can be excited for and get behind. Therefore, I slash we reject your port them to Tasmania proposal and demand a better solution for this Gold Coast Suns issue. Keep up the good work. We look forward to how your suggestion will make footy on the Gold Coast great. Finally, regards, Reese. Guys, I've been saying it. I've been saying it all year in every episode. There's only one man who can make the Gold Coast great again, and he's already up there. In fact, he hasn't come down since he took that mark way back when. <laughs> it's Warwick Kappa. <laughs> Put the razzle dazzle back in footy. That's like the last nail in the coffin of that football. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Do you know? It'd be fucking great if he came in and they just started winning because they just stopped giving a shit. Mm. Um, I have yeah. no idea. The <laughs> AFL, fuck. The good thing is intelligent people there sometimes. Probably keep Stephen May. Uh, because if they lose him and Lynch, that's... Oh, boy. That's their spine. <sighs> they need yeah. to get players that... Did you see Damien Barrett's article? No. Where he's saying that... Wait, Sean, are you telling me that Damien Barrett said something fucked? Who's... Like, correct me on this guy's position at the Gold Coast. Tony Cochran. I think he's the CEO. Barrett wants them to release... The shackles on the crazy, CEO crazy Tony <laughs> and put Tony Cochran, who is a very unhinged man, oh, yes. in charge of the draft. <laughs> Tony Cochran is the kind of guy that would run like, you know, how you have like Crazy John's and Wild Wild Wally's phone shop. Yeah, that's him. That's that's Tony Cochran, but he's not selling phones. He's just like throwing shoes at people. Barrett has said Cochran needs to come out this week and say to Tom Lynch, we're having a press conference on Monday morning and you're going to tell everyone you're leaving. We're just going to get that done. Then Tuesday morning, <laughs> Stephen May is going to either sign on for five years or we're going to trade him this year while he's still got a year to run on his contract. Jesus. Then we're going to go to the draft with you know, four or five picks in the top 20 and blah, 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 and so on. Yeah. Barrett. Actually- Barrett got called out on radio today by Brayshaw and Billy Brownless. <laughs> and they said to him, Damo, shut up. You're, you just want that to happen so that you can write a bunch of headlines about how, how absurd it is. <laughs> I can imagine exactly how this went. So, Billy would be like, Damien! <laughs> what is this shit? <laughs> and Damien's going, Oh, Billy! Oh, oh Billy! Oh, you can't oh, say Billy, that, You Bill. can't do that! You can't say that! Shut but- up, Jim! <laughs> this oh, is madness! And then Bill going, Oh, Bill! Oh, Bill! <laughs> Absolute madness, Jim! I'm telling you, Jim! He then, he then said, I could draft this football club with my doodle. <laughs> and then went, all right, frothy time. <laughs> Fuck. Billy Brothers. He's the number one guest I want on this show. Oh. Oh. Let's get him. Yeah, I reckon we, yeah, we could petition Fuck. Billy Brothers for how good's footy. Fuck. All right. Fuck last email. Great. Mayor of Geelong. Oh, <laughs> we, just, we just play that clip of him kicking the guy after the siren against the Bulldogs. <laughs> all right. And to end this mailbag episode, long email. It's a sequel. And look, we've sat on this for a week and a half, so it's a little outdated, but dreams can still come true. This email's from Adam. 
Douche Handsome Tom and Connor. Glad you got a kick out of that last email. <laughs> I don't know if you're currently aware of this, but uh, Russell Crowe is actually in negotiations to make a sequel to A Beautiful Mind, uh, set to be titled A Beautifuler Mind. <laughs> so in light of that upcoming Fuck, sequel- Fuck, I love his commitment. Here's a sequel to last week's email. Russell Crowe's commitment. Yeah, I, I started following him recently on Twitter, and he just posts weird selfies. Yeah, I love it. It's the best. Yeah. He posts weird selfies, gets angry at tabloids, and like supports social causes. Yep. And stars in a beautiful mind. <laughs> All right. Tom, well done on being able to pronounce com- combinatorics. Combinatorics. Not combinatorics or whatever you fuckheads were saying. <laughs> I didn't fucking have a crack. You no, get you a gold did. Star. Oh, shit. You, you both a- did. <laughs> you get a gold star and head out to recess three minutes early. Do Chicano back to remedial English. <laughs> <laughs> I've now turned my attention to the Brownlow. In order to produce an accurate yet predictive Brownlow tracker, I have built upon the champion data Brownlow tracker and I'm happy to give the following rundown. Current favorites and their predicted tallies after round 17. Like I said, this is a little outdated. Round 19 just happened. Patrick Cripps, Colm, 18 votes. Sean Higgins, North, 17 votes. Dane Beams, Brisbane, 16 votes. Oh. Max Gorn, 16 votes. Dustin Martin, 15 votes. Yeah. Too high. It's 15 too many. Ineligible players and why they're ineligible. Nat Five, Freo, 20 votes. Hit a bloke. Tom Hawkins, Geelong, four bloke. Four bloke. <laughs> four votes. Punches jumpers. <laughs> Mitch Robertson, Brisbane, one vote. <laughs> Suspended from Brownlow's probably hit someone. Slander, he's a good man. <laughs> hey, where's Tom Mitchell? Uh, not there. Adam, your beautiful mind uh, is broken. <laughs> Sounds like he, a, let's at the moment. It's a bit of a Hollywood cash-in sequel. Oh, it's direct-to-DVD. Jeremy Cameron. <laughs> Jeremy Cameron, six votes, attempted murder. <laughs> Tex Walker, Adelaide, five votes, 17 beavers in a skin suit, not a real man. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Fuck. Entire uh, Hawthorne team and entire Essendon team suspended from lining the sand game. That's why Tom Mitchell can't win. Yes. Jeez. With the exception of aerodynamic bell chambers, who due to a series of unforeseen circumstances and rule changes, will become the Brownlow medalist. For 2018. Fucking hell. This... I got behind Brisbane. This feels like a bridge too far. <laughs> mm. This Connor Tom and Dusha is a story of how Tom Aerodynamic Bell Chambers wins the 2018 Brownlow medal. Round 18. Essen plays Frio and in the absence of Aaron Sanderlands, Tom Bell Chambers racks up 65 hitouts, 32 to advantage. He clunks a number of contested marks and kicks four goals. Three votes. Season total of five. So he's, <laughs> he started... <laughs> he started late. <laughs> Due to the Hawthorne boss getting stuck under the Montague Street rail bridge and Carlton getting a win from a forfeit, no votes are awarded. Cripps season total still on 18. Dane Beams finally gets eclipsed by Brisbane's younger stars in their fairy tale like run to the finals, no votes in the game against the Crows. Max Gorn gets into a fight with Tom Hawkins and gets jumper punch repeatedly due to concussion, misses most of the game and the next four. <laughs> Dummy! He did, uh, he did concuss Maxie Gorn in round 17 with goals. Oh, oh shit. Dustin Martin. In what's going to be an easy game against St. Kilda, really does the bare minimum. In fact, beyond the bare minimum, he doesn't turn up. Instead, he sends his lookalike from the NAB Auskick ad. <laughs> Damien Hardwick doesn't notice until three to quarter time, and by then, the Auskick kid has had eight touches, three of them contested, and has done enough to earn his position in the team. <laughs> Dustin is Dusty is officially replaced. The media commentators still claim the new six-year-old Auskicker is a tougher nut than Alex Rance. <laughs> Fifteen votes, moves back to New Zealand, never seen again. <laughs> Round 19. Essendon uh, plays Sydney. Bell Chambers shaves his head and the new d- new aerodynamic dynamicism shows. <laughs> Three votes, Tom Bell Chambers. 
Carlton ventures up to Metricon to take on the Suns. Stewie Jew gets introduced to Patrick Cripps before the game in a promotional media gig. Jew only hears the word crisps instead, <laughs> and in a ravenous decision, eats Cripps' right hand. <laughs> And most of me forearm before he realizes this is not delicious potato chips, but instead eating human flesh. Joe is slightly disappointed in his actions, still angry about there being no crisps. <laughs> Crips out for the rest of the year. Beams does a brain fade and running back into the flight of the ball cannons into Steph Martin. Much like in Bill and Ted's Burger's journey, this somehow results in the two footballers fusing together. <laughs> Dane Martin is born. The new project is drawn up for him in the AFL rules that Brisbane can draft a new player midweek to replace one of the players lost. Or... They have pick of the competition. They choose, you guessed it, Tom, Tom Bell Chambers. <laughs> Round 20. The line of the sand game sees the entire Essendon and Hawthorne team suspended. Luckily, Bell Chambers now plays for Bruce. <laughs> In a 32-goal shellacking of North Melbourne, Bell Chambers kicks 17, promptly gets the three votes. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> He's playing as a forward because Dane Martin's playing as the ruck and the rover. All right, so this, he's given us a brief update of the Brownlow standings at this point. Cripps on 19 votes, but crippled by cannibalism. Beam no longer exists under that name. 16 votes. Gorn still concussed from the 27 consecutive jumper punches from Tom Hawkins. 16 votes. Dustin Martin lives in New Zealand. Tom Bellchambers, 11 votes, finishing like a freight train. Oh. Against the Pies, Bellchambers, in a radical move, takes a position loose across halfback under the... Of Hodgie, he racks up 57 disposals, shattering the individual record for most disposals in a game. 56 of the disposals are uncontested. Three votes, Tom <laughs> Bell Chambers. Andrew Gaff, who has been traveling well and was up to 14 votes, finally, find, finally falls victim to Hellhole Stadium. On a particularly hard part of the playing surface, Gaff shattered both ankles, both hips, and a knee. After the game interview with Neil Baum, who for some reason is now West Coast, is tight lipped and says Gaff has soreness. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bell Chambers, 14 votes. Round 22. Trent Cochin is finishing the season strongly. He wants to win another Brownlow, but knows Bell Chambers is a chance to beat him. Therefore, Cochin tries to plant drugs in Bell Chambers' locker <laughs> to have him suspended by Asada. Cochin is caught in the act and charged with possession. In the investigation, the whole lesson drug saga is found to have been orchestrated by Cochin so he could win a Brownlow. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Danks is he knew all along but didn't want to say anything. Sam Mitchell is robbed of the Brownlow. Job gets it back. Hey! Kocha receives 10 years with a minimum period of eight without parole. <laughs> Bell Chambers, another best on ground. Three votes. He goes to 17. <laughs> Max Corn wakes up from the Tom Hawkins jumper punches from five weeks ago. <laughs> Plays and gets one vote. Oh. <laughs> round 23. This is the last round of the season. So excited to see how this ends. <laughs> Dane Martin. <laughs> Max Corn goes into the game against GWS's Brownlow favorite, even if by now Bell Chambers is a raging fan favorite. In the first quarter against GWS, Gorn goes up to take a mark, but he's savagely run over by Jeremy Cameron, who was driving a Mack truck at the time. <laughs> Cameron contested a post-game interview that he was just trying to spoil the ball, but this time he's given a fair punishment. He's lynched from the MCG light tower after being sentenced by Gil McLaughlin, Harris Andrews' guest executioner. Shane Jacobson MCs the whole thing and it outrates an Australian ninja warrior. Due to injury, Gorn receives no votes. That was a lot of niche Australian references. <laughs> yeah, very niche. Together. Good luck to our international audience with that one. In the last game of the season, Bell Chambers, after having a two-hour chat, not only shaves his head, he shaves his eyebrows too. Bell Chambers <laughs> plays so loose and free with a new hairstyle, he becomes known as the free-range egg. <laughs> he gets three votes and moves to what would prove to be an unassailable lead on Brownlow night. This is how Tom Bell Chambers can and will win the 2018 Brownlow medal. Tis a tale filled with woe, trees, and unlikely suspensions, and even more unlikely injuries. Hope you enjoyed this one too. Go Pies, Adam. 
Fuck, what a journey you have taken. Wow. Us, I think the best thing is when <laughs> Steph Martin and Dane Beams fuse. Oh, my favourite is the 27 jumper punches. Knox <laughs> <laughs> puts him in a coma for five weeks. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's all the emails we got. Fuck. And this has been a long mailbag. Uh, thank you so much for emailing us in. Keep it rolling in. Uh, we'll try and answer as many as we can in the normal show. But if we get overwhelmed, we'll do a mailbag episode every now and then. You guys are great. Thank you for listening. Uh, also, where can they email us, Tom? Howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or on Twitter at Howgoodsfooty or at me at Awkward Trade. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Douche13. Bye. Good night. <laughs>